Welcome to Getting Real About Baxter, the podcast where I talk to several experts about the various lakes, streams, and ponds in Baxter State Park and the fish that live in them. I'm your host, Sylvia Hart, with Friends of Baxter State Park, and in today's episode, I sit down with retired Baxter State Park director, Jensen Bissell, who formerly led the Scientific Forest Management Area before becoming director. He worked in the SFMA for 17 years and was the director for 13. Tell me about yourself. Um, well, my name is Jensen Bissell. I came to Maine. Uh, I was interviewed for the job for the park in 1986, and I started uh, in February of 1987. Um, I had worked for nine years previous to that at the Bureau of Land Management in Salem, Oregon. I graduated before that with a four-year degree in resource management from the State University of New York College of Forestry. Um, I've done a few things in between, but that's, those are the big chunks of my career. So I came to the park in 87 primarily to manage the park scientific forest management area, mm -hmm. which had had a difficult start um, before I came, had been fairly controversial. The park had tried to do this and failed and wanted to try again. So I had a, um, most of my time, the first 17 years of my time with the park, I spent um, mostly in the SFMA, although I was involved in a lot of other things that the park did, primarily road maintenance and, and some building construction in the park. And uh, we, we worked as a pretty close um, uh, five-person team, and it was I really enjoyed all of my time at the park. I loved my job. Um, I've never had a job in my life that I didn't like to get up and do. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, in 2005, um, I, after the retirement of, of Buzz Caverly, um, fairly unexpectedly and quickly, I decided to at least throw my hat in because I thought I could do the job and I, I wanted the park to have as many choices about the directorship as it could have. And I ended up um, having a chance to become director. So I took that spot in, uh, at the end of the year in 2005. Wow. And then I retired in 2018 after uh, 13 years as director. Wow. Um, what was the best part about your job there? There were a million parts that were good. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to work in the park and not just love the park. And getting the chance to work there and see it in all seasons um, at all times was really spectacular. I, I've realized since I've been retired how little time I spent outside the park and how little I knew about the rest of the state of Maine because I spent all my time there. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed the landscape of the park and I really, really enjoyed the people I worked with. I enjoyed the people that I worked with when I um, was resource manager and, and managing um, the management of the scientific forest management and that included park staff that I worked with and contractors that we hired. I just loved seeing um, and having the opportunity to do those kinds of things in Maine with Maine people. Uh, I think the park continually has a really good staff and there's a lot of history and a lot of knowledge there and there's a certain kind of, um, you know, we, we try to uh, espouse the idea in the park that it's about preservation and protection of the park's resources. and. People often thought of the director as the leader in that kind of thing, and I always thought, 
You know, we have 60 employees and 55% of them, 55 of those 60 all at least want to preserve and protect the park as much as I do. Yeah. It was always a great group to work with. And then during my time, the friends began to get organized and they, they gradually had more and more assistance to the park. And, and so there's a whole other cadre of people that want to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's just a really good environment. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. What were you most proud of in your time there? Um, I, I was very proud of the work I did in the forest management area. Um, I did get a number of awards, but really those awards should go to a bunch of other people that helped me. It was really, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to start management there with almost a blank slate. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I loved that opportunity to start with a forest that really hadn't been looked at very much at all in a long time and, and begin to manage it. Um, but I really enjoyed my time as director as well. Yeah. Um, there were so many interesting issues and so much to, to do and be done that uh, it just made the, the job very fulfilling, very satisfying, sometimes frustrating, but mostly it was just, I felt, always felt privileged to have the opportunity to, to do that. There, there isn't a single thing I can point to that really yeah. steps out. Well, that's the, many, many things. Yeah, best kind of job is one that you can't just choose one thing that I, was good about yeah, it. It's yeah, it's impossible for me to do that. Yeah. Um, so, did you like to, did you go fishing in the park often? And if so, what was it like fishing in there? Yeah, not as often as I wanted to, but um, as we discussed earlier, uh, one of my teammates in my park work was uh, Chief Ranger Chris Drew and he was just uh, so knowledgeable about the park and such a good uh, fisher, men, angler, I don't know what the term is today, but he took me a lot of places. I had the same, I'm ready to, I'm game if you are kind of thing and um, uh, center pond, weed pond. I, I made it kind of a, a, a challenge for myself to get to every pond in the park. Yeah. Um, there's a pond called Mayhar Pond, and I had to do that right at the very end of my career because um, I hadn't been in there. Um, so you have to bushwhack into some of these places. Um, but I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time fishing in the park. I did fish some of those backcountry uh, lakes. I fished Webster and Webster Stream probably more than anything else because I worked in that vicinity, and it was easier for me to put together that trip. And I just, yeah. I, I love I canoed Webster Stream. I've spent time on the lake. I just love the environment in every way. Mm. Um, would that be your favorite pond that I, you fished in? I'd have to say the stream would be my favorite yeah. place to fish yeah. in the park. I've, I've been there a few times. My dad actually flew me in. And yeah. Every time I went, I was caught like, you know, some pretty good sized yeah. fish there. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, did you talk to a lot of people who fished in the park? Um, I would see people that would fish in the park, and fishing in the park is something you'll you'll get people to ask about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had as much contact with that probably as anybody. A lot of people are come, many more people are coming to the park to hike mm -hmm. than to fish. So there was a lot more conversation about where to hike and where to hike than where to fish. And people that are fishing often, a certain portion of those people, they don't really want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Uh, they don't want anybody to know where they're going or what they've caught. So there's a certain kind of that attitude in fishing that you probably don't get with people that hike. Mm -hmm. um, 
So could you tell me a little bit about the Nisaudahunk project with the fisheries? Yeah, well, that began um, when we were working through our management plan and asking um, the, the important questions. And one of them was, well, should we stock ponds in the park or should we not stock ponds in the park? And that was a difficult one. This had been a practice that had been under, underway even when the governor was alive. There had been some stocking that went on. It had been underway with IFNW for a long time. They have the authority to make those decisions within the park, but we wanted to be able to voice our feelings about whether it was appropriate or not. And one of the things we arrived at is that, well, if we're going to stock ponds in the park, either roadside or remote, we should certainly be trying to do that with uh, genotypes that are as close to the native populations in the park as we can get. So because Nels Kramer was so involved in the uh, on-site uh, survey of park ponds and helping us with management, and he had a familiarity with um, using the Saudunk fish for strains before, we began to talk about, well, can we can we use Nisaudunk fish to gather uh, eggs and begin a, a strain program that would be unique to that fish? And so that got underway. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize at the time we were talking about it, how complicated an effort yeah. like that is and how expensive it can be. Um, but it still seemed uh, something we should pursue, and we did. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the fisheries plans, if you remember them, <laughs> that were in place? Um, when you did that plan, and would you change any of them in, in you know, knowing what you know now? Well, I mean, I, we, I've, I've talked about this to a number of people. I, I regret the fact that um, uh, lower, t lower South Branch lost a very good trout, lake trout fishery, um, and it was never replaced. I think that's probably something that could have been corrected over time. Mm -hmm. Um, when I think about a lot of the other park ponds, I think in general they were managed quite well and I don't find that anything jumps out to me that I really regret how yeah. it was managed. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that leads us to our last question, which is if you had any advice to a student looking to work in the outdoor field, what advice would you give them? Um, well, understand it's Maine. The conditions are going to be crazy if you're outside. You have to have a tolerance for that. But if you love being outside uh, and that's your passion, I really would encourage people to try to pursue it. Uh, find a job that when you wake up in the morning, you really can't wait to get at it. Yeah. And your life will be very good. Wow. Well, thank you. For this episode, I'd like to thank Friends of Baxter State Park, Millinocket Memorial Library, and Jensen Bissell for your time and patience. Thank you.